Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. I think we totally underestimate everything about life where we are, who we are, who we're here with, all of the miracles of the living world, the unbelievable riches, uh, the extraordinary vulnerabilities, the finiteness of extinction and the deep destruction that we are causing all over the world. I think we're sort of like reckless adolescents set loose without parents. I think this whole planet, um, you know, as the, as the novel um, indicates by analogy, you know, this is the we are we are living a Lord of the Flies existence here on an island called Earth, with no grown-ups to really put it all in perspective for us. Are animals conscious beings? Do they experience empathy, joy, grief, jealousy, and pain? Do they anticipate death? And why is the scientific community so divided and reluctant to understand more about the inner lives of mammals and birds? Hello, how are you? And you're very welcome to Talking Books. I'm Susan Cahill. It's lovely to have your company this evening. Well, on tonight's show, we're going to meet with one of America's most influential and respected ecologists and nature writers, Carl Safina, whose stunning new book, Beyond Words, what animals think and feel categorically challenges the assumed fixed boundary between humans and non-human animals. In the introduction to Beyond Words, Carl Safina writes, I wanted to know what they were experiencing and why to us they feel so compelling and so close. This time I allowed myself to ask the question that is forbidden fruit. Who are you? I wanted more intimacy. Safina argues, Personality is probably the most unrecognised aspect of free-living creatures. Dolphins have personality galore. They're born with personalities. Shy, bold, rambunctious, bullying. Bears differ individually in courage and ferocity, precisely as men do. So, do animals have feelings? And what exactly do we know about the neurobiology and cognitive and emotional lives of animals? Well, this week, I had the very great pleasure of talking to Carl Safina from his home in Long Island, New York. My name is Carl Safina. I'm an ecologist and an author, and a lot of my work has had to do with the oceans and how the oceans are changing. Early on in my career, I studied seabirds, and then I uh, started working a lot on ocean policy, trying to um, rationalize fisheries and get policies for fish to recover from the tremendous overfishing that we've done in many parts of the world. And then I started writing about that and writing about how the oceans have changed. And uh, my writing over the course of seven books has morphed into more of the story of the human relationship with the natural world overall. And why is it the way it is? And what could it be? And Could we make a better deal with the world and with ourselves? Carl, what a humbling, beautiful and 
absolutely inspiring book. Thank you for writing this. I don't think I've ever said that to anyone in the four years of the show, but it truly is an extraordinary book that um, I think anyone reading it will experience such a wide range of emotions. You'll be laughing one minute, you'll be close to tears the next. Um, it really is quite extraordinary. And I imagine a lifetime of observation and understanding went into this book. I might throw you a big wide open question to start off with. Does the quality or does the attribute of empathy make us human? Do you think that's a fair thing to say? And does it distinguish no, uh, us from animals? Empathy is not the thing that makes us human. There is a tremendous amount of empathy throughout the animal kingdom. And in fact, uh, human empathy is, is very inconsistent and very far from perfect. Uh, look at the horrible things that other people do uh, to other people. And you see that there are limits to empathy right there. And then when you think about what we do to other animals, the way that we make them live before we kill and eat them, there are certainly limits to human empathy, and it's certainly not the thing that makes us human. I think that what makes us human is partly that we, or the most striking thing about humans, let's put it that way, is that we are the animal of extremes. We are the most empathetic, but we are also by far the cruelest. We're the only animal that has enough empathy to understand that another is suffering and yet uh, sometimes takes great pleasure in knowing that we are inflicting suffering. There are no other animals that have sadists among them. Only humans do that. And we are also the most creative of all the animals and by far the most destructive. So I think one of the most striking things about humans is that we are the extreme animal. Yeah, you write something very curious in the book. You write, you write, if compassion and creativity are good, humans are by a wide margin the finest. But we are neither simply good nor bad. We are all these things together and imperfectly so. The question is, which way the balance is trending? How do you understand the balance today? Oh, I wish I, I, wish I could tell you. I mean, I think that some, some ways... Humans are more compassionate now than we have been in the past. We understand generally that slavery is a bad thing. It's quite a mixed bag. And uh, our treatment with other animals, I think probably there are more people in the world who are more aware of the suffering of other animals. And and I'm sure that uh, overall we are causing the most pain and suffering to other animals that we've ever caused because now there are 7 billion of us and we raise and kill billions of animals a year. We usually let them live far worse lives than we make them die. And with wild animals, we are constantly cutting down the forests and plowing up the grasslands, polluting the waters, emptying the sea of its fish. So um, overall, I think the trend is to more awareness and a better appreciation uh, than in the past, but I think that that is being outpaced by the uh, constantly growing numbers of human beings on the planet and all the things that that many people do and do often without thinking too much about it. You open the book with a quote from Henry Benson, the naturalist writer, and it's it's a fascinating quote and I might throw it back at you. He wrote that we patronize them for their incompleteness, for their tragic fate of having taken form so far below ourselves and therein we are and greatly are for the animal should not be measured by man it really says it all really how we look at animals and how we compare them to ourselves and that maybe we're coming at things in the 